Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, everybody. This is the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the upper tier on YouTube. Head over there, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. You will get audio versions of the show on Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. Wherever you pick up audio versions show, you will find us there. If you'd like to contact the show, you'll get us on Gmail, the upper tier podcast. You'll also find us on Twitter at Sessions Shankly. And we're on Facebook and Instagram, the upper tier this is your match reaction and player ratings. Arsenal nil, Liverpool 2, Carabao Cup final done and dusted. The Reds are on their way to Wembley. The Gunners are licking their wounds. Um, not being a couple of really good weeks for Arsenal. Um, obviously played really well last week. Dug in with 10 men after Shaka getting sent off um, to bring it back to the Emirates at nil-nil. Um, but tonight was a kind of a strange one insofar as the Arsenal fan base were kind of boiled by this. They had big expectations of making it to the final. Um, Liverpool obviously missing a lot of key players between the AFCON, between injuries and between the virus. Um, Arsenal likewise, somewhat depleted and stuff like that, but put out a really strong side. So the expectations would have been good. Um, first 10 minutes of the game uh, kicked off um, Arsenal in control, pressing all the time and kind of feared a little bit at the way Liverpool were matching up to him that first 10-15 minutes. Um, Trent was getting destroyed out there by Martinelli um, and they had to figure out what was going on. But uh, we weathered that storm and came back into the game. Trent obviously doubled up on Martinelli, bringing Kay Gordon back into a shout out to Kay Gordon, young lad who was absolutely fantastic last night. Um, in doubling up on Martinelli with Trent and supporting him, which released Trent. And after the first 15 minutes, it was more Martinelli pushback and Trent attacking, as only Trent does. First goal came on 19 minutes. Obviously, there was a chance for that. On five minutes, Arsenal had an opportunity. had a free kick just outside the box. Sublime one, uh, sublime one from Lacazette. Very unlucky. Quivian with a great save, touching it onto the bar. Super save. Could have been so different if that had went in. But on 19 minutes, up steps against the run of play, I would say. Uh, Diogo, Diogo Jota, steps up 19 minutes, cuts in from the left, goes across the whole defence, and kind of scuffs a shot past Ramsdale, but kind of wrong-footed him. I think Ramsdale thought he was going for the left side. And he ended up coming down the right side with the ball. Came through um, a group of Arsenal players and hits the back of the net 1-0 Liverpool. Very, very strange one. I mean, the Arsenal players there need to really take a look at themselves. At one stage, there was five of them around them. And for him to get a shot off like that with five players around him, really, really poor from Arsenal. They should have really cut that out. Um, but then Liverpool, wave after wave, started going from strength to strength. The Emirates was quite quiet. Um you know, and it's just, it, it's one of those things, I suppose, with Arsenal. They can either be very, they can be brilliant on the day or they can be really, really poor on the day. And this is kind of that day where they didn't show up. Um, John Matip, slightly shaky at the back, but was subbed off at halftime. Kanate came on and made it a little bit more solid. Not a great day for Joel at the office, but however, you're entitled to one or two in a season, aren't you? Um. The second goal was, again, a sublime pass by Trent. Um, Arsenal were in thoughts that it was offside. Diogo controls the ball down, skips it over Ramsdale. Ramsdale was in no man's land. Um, and we go 2-0 up. Goes to VAR. VAR confirmed that he was onside. And it's 2-0. Um, Partey then comes on. Literally got off the plane from Ghana. Um, crashing out of the AFCON. 
um, after a poor performance over there, three tough matches in a week or whatever it was, steps off the plane, comes straight to the Emirates, basically, and Arteta throws him on. Now, I have to say, looking at the Arsenal side tonight, they looked really, really tired, and there was talk that they hadn't been training. There hadn't been any training sessions prior to the game. Not sure what triggered that or what was going on there. I know they've been really busy the last few days between loans and moving outs and all that kind of stuff, so I'm sure there was a bit of upheaval there. But again, no excuse when you're in the semi-final of a cup and you want to get to Wembley. Um, that should not distract you. But Partey comes on, takes up a booking nearly straight away, then gets a second booking and gets a red card sent off in the 90th minute for a foul on Fabinho. Absolutely stupid and petulant by the player. Um, so I don't know. Arteta has a big job to do there. It seems like they rack up yellows and reds for fun at this stage. We granted jacket last week. We Partey this week. But the Reds go on and win. Um, little chat about Trent Alexander-Arnold there. I mean, I thought he was absolutely brilliant last night. Um, and we cover it in the player ratings. But he was... Um, first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, Martinelli was kind of getting at him a little bit and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he settled it down. Pulled K Gordon back. K Gordon did a double-up job on Martinelli. And basically, they took him out of the game. Um, also a shout out to Fabinho I thought he was really really good last night but that's not unusual really um, I know Van Dijk at one stage was turned a little bit inside out by Martinelli but Fabinho came back and covered to kick the ball away which was really really good um, covering and the kind of covering that you want from a man who was in that position Konate also was unlucky with the header as well he had a header just after half time crashed off the post really really unlucky so it could have been a couple more really Um. But for Arsenal now, crashing out of the FA Cup to Nottingham Forest, crashing out of the Carabao Cup now, their sole focus now has to be on top four. And looking at them at the moment of the three or four teams that are battling now for those positions, they're kind of down the pecking order a little bit and they need to bring in players this window. Um, it's going to be massive for them. Definitely need a midfielder and definitely need a striker. If they don't have someone who can find goals, Lacazette is not going to give you the goals they need that you need. Martinelli out there on the on the left side, he's not going to get you the goals that you need. You definitely need to bring in a goal scorer and you definitely need a midfielder. Um, also, I suppose looking at Tommy Atsu as well, who's been really good for Arsenal this season, had a poor night last night. Um, but yeah, Liverpool onwards and upwards off to Wembley, 27th to meet the Blues. Um, hopefully we'll be over there at the game, so we'll bring you some fantastic content from that. Um, but yeah, it was a real um, a real back and forth kind of tie, but Liverpool kind of steadied the storm in the beginning and then rode out worthy winners in the end. Player ratings, let's get into player ratings. If we talk about Arsenal, let's talk about Arsenal first. Of course, I'm not going to delve into Arsenal's player ratings too much, but there was a lot of fours and there was a lot of fives. Um, I think the only guy that really came out with above that or similar to performance, I think, was Martinelli. Um, he came out with a seven, um, but the rest were all fours, fives and sixes. Really, really poor nine at the office for Arsenal. Um, if you look at Liverpool, let's start. Quivin Callagher gave him a seven. Didn't have a huge amount to do. But when called upon, as usual, um, you know, comes up trumps. That save from that free kick was absolutely outstanding. Full stretch, tipped onto the bar. Absolutely brilliant. This is such a quiet lad who just goes about his business in a really professional way. Um, and absolutely outstanding. Like, you know, this season, he's just been absolutely brilliant as a deputy for Alisson. 
Um, and it's a one position that I don't worry about at all as a Liverpool fan. When when Quavian comes in for Allison if he's injured or if he's out or something like that, it's not a problem at all. It's not something we have to worry about at all. He's absolutely brilliant. Trent, you couldn't give Trent anything else, only a nine. Absolutely brilliant for both goals. Um, but his endeavour and the way he moves into midfield, he literally moved into midfield like nearly like an overload in the game yesterday. And I wonder, are we seeing the telltale signs now of Trent Alexander-Arnold, the midfielder? So absolutely brilliant, give him a nine. Joel, as I mentioned earlier, didn't really have a great game. Got whipped off at halftime, Kanata came on. Um, gave him a four there last night. I think he did offer up a few chances and looked a little bit shaky, and which is very unusual for Joel because he's normally steady as you go. Um, but a four for Joel last night. Van Dijk got a seven. Turned once by Martinelli, but Fabinho on the cover. But other than that, you know, just, you know, not a whole lot that he had to do. He's really just calm, composed, just does his job. Seven or an eight every week. What I would like to see from Van Dijk is I would like to see him get on the end of a few corners. He's probably due a few goals in terms of his goal return this season. But other than that, absolutely brilliant. We can't wax lyrical about Alexander-Arnold being annoying unless we wax lyrical about Andy Robinson being a nate. He absolutely marshaled Saka all night. Um, Saka didn't get a look in at all, and I thought he was absolutely brilliant and actually could have added a second at one stage when he came across and fired that shot off, I think, in the 75th minute or 76th minute. It's good. His delivery is back as well on set pieces and stuff like that. And all. So it's great to have Robbo back, the Robbo that we know. Fabinho will give a 7-2, um, you know, just so solid. But that uh, that that block on Martinelli where he takes the ball off his toe after turning Van Dijk, that is what Fabinho is all about. That is the work that at times goes unnoticed by fans. He just gets on with it, sticks a foot in. He's always there, rarely out of position. Absolutely brilliant. Every week he's a minimum of a 7, so sublime for Fabinho. Uh, Jordan Henderson. Uh, substituted off in the 75th minute they didn't ma- massively have an influence on the game I have to say um, his, he, his passing accuracy is really really good um, but I just think I just think with Jordan as well it's kind of like I don't know this season it's been kind of a weird one with him isn't it because you would expect him being the captain as well to be highly influential on, on, on the pitch and stuff like that but in, the, in recent weeks and stuff like that he's been quite quiet and I thought after a poor performance last week, he owed us one this week. Um, but just help keeps things ticking over in midfield, you know. Curtis Jones, I gave a 7-2. Um, always does well alongside Fabinho. This is kind of a, a balance in midfield that I kind of like, where there's that bit of forward thinking and creativity from Curtis Jones that you don't sometimes get from Jordan Henderson and certainly not from Fabinho at times. So I like the way we always have that little bit of creativity in there. I think it makes a huge difference. Um, but yeah, one possession plenty of times and stuff like that. And Curtis, he's just at times when he's on the move, he's just unplayable at times. And I think he'll only improve and get better and better and better. Uh, Kay Gordon, uh, I gave a seven to a third start for him. He was quite mainly in the first half, but I thought, um, I thought once he got into that tracking back and that assisting with Trent and stuff like that, I thought that really worked well from you know. And he was unlucky with an effort on 51st minute where he blazed it over and substituted with 12 minutes ago. But this is fantastic experience for this kid who's going to be a huge player in the future, there's no doubt about it. Doesn't look out of place at a time where it has been difficult for Liverpool between injuries 
between AFCON and between the virus. You know, people were saying, don't be worrying about Liverpool. You can write Liverpool off because once January rolls around, that'll settle all things down for them. There'll be no Salah, no Kate, and no Mane. They'll really, really struggle. But look, the boys have stood up and they've done a stellar job so far. And hopefully that can continue into the Crystal Palace game at the weekend. If we can get three points there, it's been a decent January, all things considered. Um, Diogo Jota, I gave a nine to. I just... It's amazing with this guy, isn't it? Because he just crops up with goals and just goes about his business, but doesn't make huge headlines in terms of, like, if Salah had got those two goals yesterday, there'd be huge talk about it. But with Jota, he just kind of gets on with it. Kind of in the rich vein, kind of in that Michael Owen vein of playing, isn't he? He just seems to crop up in the right place at the right time. Scores goals with his head, scores goals with both feet. Absolutely brilliant cutting in from the left. Um, which definitely gives us an option with Mane if he's out of form. It could be a good opportunity for us to play him in there. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant last night. Took us two goals, absolutely fantastic. Um, and a brilliant performance by Jota all round. And boy, does he love scoring on people. Roberto Firmino, a really quiet evening for the Brazilian, although I did like to flick the trend to set up Jota. Um, but apart from that, not a huge amount to talk about. Um, give him a six. Um, but we do know he is coming back off injury and we know it's it's not easy to come back from those things. So, got a six. In terms of the subs, Kanata, I gave a six too. Didn't have a whole lot to do, really. Average kind of performance. Unlucky with the header off the, the cross that hit the, the post. Uh, Taki, I gave a five too. Came on, you know, kind of flatters to the save at times. Taki does a bundle of energy there as well, but whether the energy and the output and the, the result match each other, I'm not too sure. Also got booked needlessly in the 91st minute. Milner came on and did a six, just takes the armband off Hendo, um, but comes on and just settles things down with 15 minutes to go. No big deal. And Neko came on and we didn't give a rating to him. So that's it. Off to Wembley we go. Now to face the Blues of London. So London will be red down to Anfield South, a.k.a. Wembley. And we roll on to that on the 27th of February. As always, it's been a pleasure having new viewers. Continue to subscribe, like, and share all the content so we can continue to grow. This has been your Shankly Sessions. Match reaction and player ratings. Arsenal nil, Liverpool 2. Off to the final we go. Let's do this, Redman. <laughs>